This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Tuesday, the 24th of January. We're talking Cardinals baseball today with Jennifer Langosh, our Cardinals reporter. And, Jen, we thank you, as always, for the time. And you never want to start uh, any podcast or discussion on a down note, but uh, unfortunately the baseball world uh, reeling from uh, not just one but two uh, deaths as the result of auto accidents in the Dominican Republic uh, over the weekend. Of course, talking about Jordano uh, Ventura and former big leaguer, Andy Marte. And, uh, Jen, with regards to uh, Ventura, I know that uh, he was close uh, for a long time, uh, since uh, childhood, I believe, with uh, Oscar Tavares, who, of course, passed away back in 2014. And we remember uh, the tribute that Ventura paid to Tavares uh, on his cap and on his shoes. During the World Series that year, he pitched uh, a lights-out game in Game 6 against the Giants. Uh, The entire world saw it. So it's just... uh, the, the parallels here are, are really uh, striking and obviously tragic. And uh, I got to think that uh, Ventura's death uh, really reverberated uh, within the Cardinals organization, uh, given what happened to Oscar Tavares a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately the Cardinals do know this all too well. I mean, you know, not just Oscar Tavares' death in 2014, but this is an organization that has, since 2002 has lost three players, two of those um, being in car accidents, both Josh Hancock and Oscar Tavares. And you're right, that image of Gordano Ventura pitching in the World Series, and that was the first thing I thought of when I saw the news on Sunday about what had happened to him in the Dominican. And, uh, I mean, the kid pitching the game of his life under those circumstances, trying to channel his grief um, into excellence, it, it was a very poignant moment to see him that night. And as you mentioned, just the tragic symmetry now, that we see here and you look at Oscar's death and Jose Fernandez's death a couple months ago. And now the, the loss of Jordano Ventura and, and Andy Marte. And, uh, you know, this is baseball has lost some very exciting young talent there. And, um, I, I know the Cardinals, you know, in many ways are still reeling from the tragedy, not, you know, certainly there were effects on the baseball side. And I think those are going to be felt for a long time, but on the personal side and how this affected in particular a guy like Carlos Martinez, um, whose life has dramatically changed since losing his friend and some of the, the different issues that the Cardinals have tried to address about drinking and driving and, and talking to their Dominican players specifically about the, the perils of going back home in the off season and, and trying to make good decisions and this idea that you're not invincible. Um, you know, I think these are issues you know that certainly have been addressed within the Cardinals organization and now I would expect are probably going to be addressed on a more broader scope within Major League Baseball again in light of a couple of these tragedies happening in recent years. Yeah, it's just, it's awful. It's just uh, to wake up to that sort of news, uh, you know, for the for the second time in a span of a couple of months, you brought up uh, Jose Fernandez. The circumstance is different, but again, a, a young Dominican pitcher with a, a world of talent taken from us uh, way too soon. And you mentioned that, uh, you know, the, the Cardinals 
and I would think other teams are going to follow their lead and, and, and tell their young Dominican players. And this is something I wasn't aware of and, until some details came out about Ventura's death is that I understand now that driving conditions uh, in general in the Dominican are just deplorable. And is that something that you think other teams are going to address with their players? Like you said, uh, you know, no matter how young and talented and wealthy you may be, no one's invincible, as we've seen now twice with Oscar Tavares and Jordano Ventura. Do you feel that uh, whereas maybe Tavares's death was seen as an isolated incident, now with what happened to Ventura, could this be something of a wake-up call for, for teams and for younger players? You know, you sure hope so. I mean, you hate that it has to, to come to tragedy to, to kind of shake some of these players to the core, but you, know, you do hope that there is some good that can come of this. I'll never forget one of the things General Manager John Mosellock of the Cardinals said shortly after the Tavares tragedy was this idea that cars that are built, you know, for the U.S., very nice, fancy sports cars that a lot of these players purchase upon making it to the majors and getting their big payday, a lot of them bring those back to the Dominican where the roads just can't handle those kinds of vehicles. I mean, you're talking about roads that are littered with potholes. You're talking about a, a system of driving that, you know, essentially has no rules to it. There's motorcycles, there's trucks, and it's kind of a free-for-all for those who have been there know what I'm speaking of um, on the roads. And then to, to implement the, these sports cars, these fast sports cars on these curvy, uh, unpaved roads, they just don't belong. And it's really, you know, as Mosellock put it, a recipe for trouble. And the way the Cardinals, you know, they can't police obviously police their players during the off season. They can't force them to stay in the United States um, to work out from November through January. They've encouraged a lot of them too. Carlos Martinez being one of them. They've encouraged him to stay in Jupiter um, at their facility as much as possible to try to take away maybe some of those temptations. But, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to the personal responsibility of these players and, and making better decisions. And, you know, to, to, to circle back to, to your question, you know, you do hope that as the players look at, now multiple deaths um, due to accidents in the Dominican, that they do do a little bit of self-introspection and, and, and think about the decisions, realize their consequences to them. And while we all maybe thought we were invincible in our early 20s, you know, unfortunately, um, some, some poor decisions or mistakes that can be made can have really, really tragic consequences. Yeah, I think we can all agree that we've had enough of this news to last us a long, long time, and that uh, the next time we discuss a you know a young up-and-coming uh, phenom, a pitcher from the Dominican, we want to be talking about uh, you know fastballs and not funerals. Uh, this is just news that that uh, really hits you hard, no matter what team you root for. As uh, plenty, plenty of players have said. Baseball is a fraternity amongst uh, all the players, amongst all 30 teams. And like I said, let's hope that uh, we don't have to discuss news of this nature for quite some time. Uh, Jen, moving on, uh, the Hall of Fame vote obviously came about uh, last week and former Cardinals closer Lee Smith uh, falls short in what was his uh, 15th and final year on the ballot. He will now go to the uh, Veterans Committee uh, to get another shot, hopefully, at getting into the uh, Hall of Fame. But, Jen, how do you best explain why a guy – who was so dominant for so many years, uh, could never really seem to just win the sway of the baseball writers uh, now for 15 times in a row. I've just, I never quite understood it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You look at his first year of eligibility, which was, I believe, 20, 2003. He received about 42% of the vote. Um, this is a guy who, 
1993 set the all-time save record, which which held for 13 years, and that was 478 career saves. Um, and his, his support did climb all the way up to 50% in 2012. And then I think what really hurt him is it was right around that time that we started getting this crowded ballot because of all the issues surrounding um, voters not knowing or not believing that they should vote for some of the guys connected to PEDs. And all these issues have created what you know many call it a crowded ballot where you know I can cast my 10 votes, but maybe there are 14 players I would really like to vote for, but you can only check 10 boxes. And I think for Lee Smith, he kind of got lost in all of that for, for whatever reason. Um, I also wonder, too, you know, the, the save stat is one that in recent years has been discussed. Um, maybe you know, it doesn't carry as much weight as it used to in decades before, so that might not have helped him with some of the new age voters that are now casting ballots. I do think, though, that now is that his candidacy will pass to the Veterans Committee. I would expect him to give, get a very, very good look there and, and potentially eventually be named to the Hall of Fame. But certainly disappointing that, again, after kind of reaching that 50 percent threshold a few years ago, it, it, the support really dropped off in these last couple of years. And as you mentioned now, he falls off the ballot. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I mean, guys like, uh, you know, Goose Gossage and Raleigh Fingers, you know, they have the numbers uh, that are, you know, as good. Maybe Lee Smiths are even a little bit better than those guys, and both of them are in the Hall of Fame. So maybe Lee Smith's day uh, is going to come one of these years. Unfortunately, 2017 was not the year for him, but uh, the numbers certainly bear consideration uh, for years down the road. Jen, a guy that, uh, you know, whenever he decides to hang it up, uh, will definitely be considered uh, for Hall of Fame uh, election will be Matt Holiday. And uh, recently, uh, there was a kind of a poll put out to you and the other 29 beat reporters for MLB.com about the best free agent signing in your team's history. Your choice was uh, Matt Holiday, who obviously is no longer a Cardinal. He uh, signs with the Yankees in the offseason. But, Jen, make your case for Matt Holiday and give me one or two other guys that were kind of uh, in your running behind him. Yeah, I mean, Matt Holiday was, was first of all, unique in that he was the first and still the only player to sign um, a deal of $100 million or more as a free agent with the Cardinals. And, I, you know, I think what made him um, even more unique in the baseball landscape was that he lived up to that deal. I mean, how often are we talking about these, um, these excessive contracts that by the end become an albatross to, to the team that holds them? That wasn't the case with Matt Holiday. Now, his last two years were littered um, with injury issues that took him off the field. But you look at his production there from 2010 to 2015, and he was among the most consistent and productive players in the game. Actually, uh, for, the, for those five years, the only player that had 20 home runs, 30 doubles, and 75 RBI in each of those seasons. So um, it was the unique kind of win-win contract of, of that length and of that much value. And um, you know, then you add in the fact that he was able to, to help this team to world championship in 2011 and was a big part of all these deep playoff runs that this club has made in recent years. Um, he was a linchpin in that three-hole once Albert Pujols left for Anaheim. So um, kind of an easy choice there. I will say, though, that um, the other obvious choice would have been Chris Carpenter, and he probably would have gotten my nod had the, the rules of our survey not stipulated that it had to be a free agent who signed a multi-year deal. And if you remember, Chris Carpenter came over to the Cardinals initially on a one-year deal um, worth only $300,000. You think about how good that paid off, and then from there signed some extensions to stay. So he didn't qualify for this particular poll, but as you look at what Chris Carpenter did leading this team to both the 2006-2011 championships, winning a Cy Young Award, finishing top three in the voting two other times, I think you can make a strong argument that he, too, 
um, was a great find for the Cardinals in the free agent market. And kind of wrapping up my honorable mentions there, Jason Isringhausen, um, the all-time franchise saves leader, made my, my list as, as somebody to consider. Bob uh, Tewksbury, um was on that list. And Mike Matheny, a four-time gold glove catcher, now manager, was also a free agent signing for the Cardinals back in the day. Yeah, hard to go wrong with any of those names. And while, you know, Holiday uh, gets the nod, given the uh, parameters of the voting that you had to adhere to, I think we can agree that the best bargain, <laughs> clearly, was Chris Carpenter, as you mentioned, 300K. All he gave you for that was, uh, you know, a 2006 title and then one again in 2011. He'd been assigned to an extension by that point, obviously, but at first to get a guy on the cheap uh, for, uh, for what he gave you. Uh, quite a bargain indeed. So, Jen Langosh, uh, great stuff as always. We'll do it again at this time next week for sure. In the meantime, it's Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, St. Louis Cardinals. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.